Last time on Montreal Sauce. This is like when I tell you I read something online and then I admit that I didn't read the article. I just read <laughs> right. the title. Right. I actually just read the headline. <laughs> and I could not believe what happened next because I literally didn't read the rest of it. Well, the th- now there's lots of like little black boxes, right? That you could put in your that you could yeah. put in your pockets because you've got your phone, which is probably a little black 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 plastic rectangle, black stick, black plastic rectangle. Um, then you've got like you know a Mophie juice pack, like right, portable battery battery kind of thing, because yeah. your battery sucks, yeah. right? No matter which device you have, your battery no, sucks yeah. basically. Um, uh, and then. You could have one of those Pico projectors, um, which also charge over USB. So now you can do double use out of the Mophie juice pack. You could charge both your phone and your projector in case, you know, you're trying to get through all the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's any, any others. You could have a little black book if you still carry a little black book. Um, I have a little uh, um, glucose meter. Check my blood. Oh, okay. Black box. Yeah. 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 I'm just thinking as well. Like, oh, and I'll build that into your smartwatch eventually, right? Right. It's just going to prick you (laughs) from behind the the smartwatch. The the, the Disney Wolverine glucose watch. (laughs) The Disney Wolverine glucose smartwatch. Snick, snick. (laughs) 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 And if you are. If you're like me, you have like a little black camera in your pocket. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because, you know, your iPhone and your phones take really great pictures like in low light, but when there's actual light, they suck for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still stuck on, you're looking hypoglycemic, bub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Like we totally need to talk to Marvel. Forget the forget the Disney uh <laughs> glucose uh, meter watch with Wolverine. Wolverine just needs to be the spokesperson for diabetes. <laughs> yes. I like it. <laughs> Avengers, avenge your pancreas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. That's right. He's like, hey, kids, you don't want to end up, like, tremendously, like, huge and green, do you? (laughs) Right. You have an insulin problem. (laughs) That's the reboot of Hulk. Yeah. He's just diabetic. It wasn't gamma radiation. It's, like, too much insulin. (laughs) Yeah, sugar. Yeah. He hits high fructose corn syrup. He had too much high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> and now when he's angry, he gets huge and green and super powerful. <laughs> and instead of saying Hulk smash, he's like Hulk slushy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so I actually, um, that's a horrible joke. And there might actually be people listening in Muskegon. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, I went to see a movie. <laughs> Because uh, there's not, I went to the lake a couple times, so we went okay. to the movies, and yep. uh, I, I took my mom to the movie, and it was awkward because I was like, "Oh, I should go to the drive-in because like it's a very unique thing." And yeah. I was like, but I think yeah, if you're over the age eleven, you can't go to the drive-in with your, with your mom. <laughs> yeah. But I did learn that her Toyota Prius, 
like I got really curious. I'm like, can you even go to driving in a, an electric car, like a hybrid? I was like, oh, you should be able to because you, you know the new driving yeah, right. like they broadcast to a radio station you listen to in your car. Yeah. And yeah. So if you're smart, you you panic <laughs> like somewhere in between the movies and you start your car. Right. Because yeah. you're afraid the radio is going to drain your battery. So I just kind of Googled it and like uh, a couple of Prius forums were saying like it's the best car to take to the movies. Because yeah, if you don't put it so in, much battery. Well, if you don't put it in accessories and you leave the car on, it's a hybrid. So it only kicks on when the battery's low. Oh, sure. Yeah. So you can just leave the car on, like put it in park and listen to the movie and use your air conditioning or whatever you want. And sure. the car yeah. will only cycle on for like three minutes to charge the battery and then it goes yeah. off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's wicked cool. But I'm still not going with my mom. <laughs> so... So we, I love you, mom. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but she's just joined the chat. <laughs> uh, so we went to see Lucy. Oh, okay. Uh, the Luc uh, Besson film, and uh, Mr. Luc Besson. I think I'm, he's French. Besson. Yeah, I just slur it, and I sound like I know. Croissant. Yes, he did um, the Fifth Element. Oh, okay. And yeah. I really like that movie. He's did a, yeah, that a, is a, good movie. a lot of other films that may not be as fun as The Fifth Element or as cool sure. yeah. or as memorable, but I thought I'd give Lucy a try because it had an interesting uh, plot. And it's okay. It's like this sort of like action film that makes you, like that wants to make you think about your existence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I if I was trying to think of it, I was like, if I could compare this movie to another movie, um, sure, there's lots of action sequences, and you could compare it that way, to like a Michael Bay film. But I think like the deeper, <laughs> the deeper part of the film, it was sort of reminding me of like the very first Hulk before the reboot that everyone absolutely hated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like like everyone hated that movie but it was like at that end part where like the hulk is like floating around in some sort of like weird energy field created by his dad and they're like talking <laughs> to each other it got really metaphysical and deep in there and people were like what the hell's going on with this film <laughs> like why did they dress nick nolte like that picture when he was arrested <laughs> so so yeah, this uh, movie Lucy, she starts using like more and more of her brain. Sure, yeah. And so she can like do like lots of weird things, and um, but she kind of becomes—I don't know if this is too much of a spoiler. I've only—I've really only read uh, the critics' reviews, so I haven't seen the movie I know. yet. I was like, you didn't see it. What do you mean, spoiler? No, no, but she as as the movie progresses, she kind of becomes less emotionally attached to humanity humanity her life <laughs> yeah 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 it's one of those like basically she she goes from um a romulan to data okay <laughs> so so yeah uh there's your star trek reference of the nice. day perfect um yeah so that's and then Morgan uh, Freeman, of course, like he just has to phone it in as like Morgan Freeman. 
So, Hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Then he walks off screen. That's all he says. He just walks on screen. Yeah. Hello. Walks away. He's like, they they try to make me look dumb in a movie, but it's impossible. <laughs> Here she is, like, supposed to be, like, some super genius, and he's, like, correcting her because he's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah. I just saw him, too, in uh, that, uh, what is it, Transcend? Is that what it is? The Johnny Depp film? Hmm. Yeah. He played the same character in Lucy. <laughs> Computer genius guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But it, I actually, I enjoyed Lucy, but it, it was a little bit out there, which I kind of expected after seeing The Fifth Element, you know? But, yeah, yeah. But there was something off. There was definitely, it's like kind of like you, you said, like that movie is sort of like the arc is the opposite. Like you sort of, begin with like a a character who you know has this like emotional awakening and awakening in movies and this one is like reverse like she's just like a crazy college student and then all of a sudden she becomes like a robot so yeah so yeah it's um but yeah the action sequences and a lot of that stuff was awesome but Overall, like, I just didn't know what to think when the movie ended, which like, he kind of leaves, like, some things, like, open-ended because he wants you to think and have a conversation, but it's just really awkward because it definitely feels like the studio has had their hands in there and, like, let's do it this way, and he had a different yeah. plan. Yeah, And so yeah. they're like, no, this is perfect for the summer blockbuster season. And so I just wonder if it, it was supposed to be deeper than it is or not. So, Right, yeah. Yeah. And then it reminds me of um I mean the plot in and of itself reminds me of uh the movie that came out a couple years ago Limitless. Did you see that one? I did not. Um with Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> with Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. That one is uh that one is I think pretty good. I mean a pretty decent movie. I don't think it I don't think it did anything particularly huge at the box office, but uh, we watched it a couple years later when it was on either on Netflix or maybe we rented it or something like that. And uh, it was a good watch. Um, now, it, they, he does not have that same progression where he goes from like, you know, not in or, uh, you know, somewhat partying college person to like completely disconnected from reality because they're too cerebral all of a sudden it was more like now that he now that this person is becoming super smart he's trying to figure out how he can like rig the game rig life get get a get a lot of success by using this intelligence and it be kind of there's a there's a different element to it which is that he has to keep taking the drug in order to stay at that level and the more he takes of it the more he needs um, but at the same time, he keeps getting smarter and smarter as he's taking it. And, um, so there's that kind of element to it as well. So it has both of both this, like, oh yeah, now you're becoming super productive and you're very successful, but at the same time, you're getting yourself hooked on this drug. And it's sort of the, like, if this were, if this were a real thing where you could take a drug that would make you super smart, but that's going to like wear off what would that do to people 
who had access to it and who would have access to it. Right. Yeah. I, when you said that, I feel like uh, not too long ago I thought, oh, Lucy kind of reminded me of, but I can't remember now. I'm assuming like Lucy basically is sort of like a live action anime. Like it's completely an anime yeah. plot. <laughs> yeah, that, that is very much an anime plot. That's like a ghost in the shell kind of plot. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, instead of watching like, uh, well, Paul said Limitless is pretty good, but instead of watching Lucy or Limitless, if you want to see like a real cool brainy movie, I would suggest uh, uh, Johnny Mnemonic because Keanu Reeves. Yes. <laughs> when whenever you have a movie where the dolphin is giving orders, it's a good movie. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and put a, a physical jack in my head because that's how I get data. Yeah. Yeah. Wireless, not a thing yet in the not world of Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. Just needs too much bandwidth. You got to jack in. You got to go gigabit. <laughs> <laughs> so I also, um, last night, uh, I actually hung out with uh, my old roommate and we decided to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. So ah, I'm looking forward to seeing this because it got good, it got good reviews, but then also like everybody that I've seen who has seen it has uh, also given it a decent review. So I'm interested to see what you think of it because if somebody's going to, I feel like if somebody's going to give it a really critical review, it's going to be you. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, you or Jonah, Jonah might give it a really critical review too. I'm oh sure. yeah. I'm sure. I think I, again, one of those, like I just read the headline. I didn't read the whole thing, <laughs> but uh, I think like that's, I think this movie is typical to other movies. That's what I gathered from the headline is that it's a good movie, works well, it's entertaining, but I think there are like those sort of people who actually read the comic that are like, no, sure. this sucks. Like, right. Or that was still an entertaining movie, but the characters like that's not right or, you know. They, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's very entertaining. It's, uh, it's very fast paced, which is really nice for a summer blockbuster. Um, so it was good to just let go and watch it. It was one of those movies where, uh, you know, I think when we talked about Avengers, I was just like, you know, like two or three hours or another day after watching it, like you have like a lot of questions, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, right. wait, like, um, so all the aliens, like just, fell down dead and or i think my big question was like why were they <laughs> trying to take over the planet like we yeah. never had like some maniacal plan or anything instead right. so right. so there's like a few things in guardians where i was like okay if i thought about this for a bit i could get real nitpicky but i had a good enough time where i don't think i need to <laughs> yeah yeah so um, that's I feel like that's the critical thing with these comic book movies is if if they're telling the story well enough that you can keep your disbelief suspended, as they say, then you're going to have a good time. But if um, if something stri if you're in the wrong context, something strikes you the wrong way 
and you just like a question opens up for you and it doesn't get answered by the storytelling, um, you can drop out and then like it becomes a bad movie for you. Even if it's well made, it becomes right. kind of a bad like you have a bad experience for the rest of it. Yeah, that's so true. The, I I'm kind of torn because part of me thinks I think someone else made the comment and they're completely right on, but uh, a lot of people say this now. But Marvel knows what they're doing now. Yeah, and yeah. so success comes easier when you a have the reputation. Yeah, and then you've also done it before, so. You know, they could, like, at this point, I would be curious, like, if we could erase the first Hulk movie from, like, history and release it now, (laughs) because Marvel has such a good reputation, would it be so poorly accepted, you know? Right, yeah. So, it has that going for it, because Marvel has momentum. And then, the other thing that I thought was really successful about Guardians was, again, it could be in the same category that I mentioned, we now know what to expect from them but there didn't seem to be hesitation in this film so uh what i'm saying is often when they get we get to the debate of a comic movie Mm -hmm. and we get so mad because uh like you know why isn't wolverine wearing his like yellow tights with the blue (laughs) yeah right and like hollywood is either like well that that looks stupid or or, mask yeah. yeah, or it, or it's, you know, it doesn't translate to film. Like, why don't the Transformers yeah, yeah. look like they did in the cartoon? Or, you know, so why are they making these changes? Or that's not the way the villain acted, or the villain isn't like that in the comic. Yeah. Because yeah. They, aren't, they aren't sure about this, like, willing suspension of disbelief. Like, <laughs> yeah, the audience is yeah. not going to believe that. And in this film, they didn't throw punches, like... They introduce Thanos, who's like a pretty, I know the name, and I know he's like a bad guy in the Marvel Universe. Sure. I don't know a lot about him, but there was no like character development of Thanos or nothing. Here's just this big monster guy sitting on a throne floating in space and talking, (laughs) and you never once bat an eye because, A, like I said, you kind of expect Marvel to do a good job now. Yeah. But I feel like they wouldn't have done that like six years ago. Right, like They would be like, right. oh, how are we going to introduce Thanos? And he has these two daughters. And how are we going to – and they just – they didn't waste time like on sort of developing these backstories. Like they could yeah. be movies yeah. come to pass. but And so they introduce like a bunch of characters and you're just like, okay, I get the story. I know what's happening. I'd like to know more about who these two people are that are warring, but I don't. Right. And I'm okay with it. Like – yeah. Because they didn't pull any punches. They're just like, this is the story. These are the dudes. They're in space. There's this magical stuff. There's this. And like, you never once go, what? Like, tell right. me more. Right. Because you the just movies, are in that. Yeah. You're, you're like, you're you're dropped in, in this universe, and the the characters, the characters are being portrayed naturally, and the characters accept that this is, these are the yes. conditions of the universe. Then it becomes a lot easier for you to accept that too. Like there's a moment in, um, there's a moment in Iron Man three, the latest, um, where uh, the bad guy all of a sudden like breathes fire, and the other character <laughs> yeah. looks at him and he's like, "Wait, you breathe fire now?" And that moment, like you can feel it when you saw it in the theater 
it got a laugh, and it didn't get a laugh because that was a funny line. It got a laugh because the, even the character is questioning the reality of the situation right. all of a sudden. And yes, it, it. I think that that just that like thirty seconds pulls you out of that and that that sequence like there's a couple scenes happening there and that sequence is a pretty well put together sequence like you know tony stark is kind of captured you don't you're not sure if he's gonna figure out how to get out of the situation um and now his friend is there too and you're not sure if he's gonna get out of the situation like there's good tension going and i see the idea of like we're trying to break up this tension by adding a little moment of humor but it's the wrong humor and it pulls you out of the movie and i think a lot of people who didn't like iron man 3 that's like one of those moments where all of a sudden now i re- now i'm starting to reject the movie because the characters themselves in the movie are rejecting rejecting the, the reality. themselves yeah, yeah exactly right he doesn't even want to be here anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah not not in this scene just in this movie <laughs> he doesn't this character is kind of done yeah gwyneth paltrow like comes out of the rubble and she just like walks off. She's like, if you're not going to take this film seriously, I'm not either. Breathe fire. Yeah, exactly. Breathing fire. What is that? <laughs> Al Pacino walks out just starts questioning everything, <laughs> throwing things around. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what kind of a movie are we making here? <laughs> you get out of here. <laughs> kind of a it's an attempted pacino sorry i was trying to think i've been working on my pacino but i don't think it's quite there yet i've been working on my pacino (laughs) it sounds like some sort of italian dish you're making (laughs) i'm working on my pacino but it just won't rise when i bake it (laughs) (laughs) so i've been working on my pacino do you like the noodles (laughs) (laughs) what do you think of the sauce in that pacino so uh, I was just stuck because I was like, isn't there like, there's like another guy that looks like Al Pacino that could be like the same person. I was like, who is it? I'm trying to think. Hmm. I think for a while, like him and De Niro were fighting for roles. <laughs> yes. But then De Niro got old and then he also gave up and he just does comedies now. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. true. But, uh, but yeah, I think there was like, uh, oh, I just had it too. It was a bad movie anyway with uh, Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> I think his name is Anthony something. Anthony Ortega or something. No, I don't know. Anyway, I'm sure I got it wrong because I always get it wrong on the podcast and I have to correct myself in notes. <laughs> and then I'm like, do I write this from like a third person point of view? Like, oh, Chris right, screwed yeah. up the notes again. <laughs> or do I just own up to it? So, uh, so what did you think of Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, to bring, bring us back to where we were. <laughs> not enough Al Pacino. Um, sure. Sure. <laughs> Could be said of many movies. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Man. Not enough Pacino. Yes. Those, like, twin little girls from Full House, the Olsen twins, like, their movie career would have been so much bigger if they had more Pacino in their movies. <laughs> True. I just threw that in there so I can throw a video in the show notes because it's awesome. <laughs> Someone took like, there's like a song. 
an Olsen uh, girls video, like when they did all those like straight to video movies. Yes, yeah. there's a song. They sing a song with their friends at a slumber party about pizza and how great pizza is. Awesome. And some like genius, probably a video editor, just throwing that out there, <laughs> slowed it down to like like one third. Okay. And so like now, like instead of like sort of rapping and singing about pizza, they're like. We like pizza, pizza, you know, like they just, and it's like this creepy, scary video of them running around singing in slow motion about pizza. So (laughs) have you seen any of the Will Wheaton project? Yes. Uh, So you've seen the little segments where he does Neil deGrasse Tyson stoned. Yes. I love those. Just like that. The problem is. Now I can't unsee it. I know. <laughs> so, so if I see Neil deGrasse Tyson just being himself, he's on the Today Show talking about something, you know, some science story. They ca- <laughs> they called him to get some commentary, and he just has. You can just see it. Just like he has this certain blink, and and like one eye goes first, and it, that's just the that's just the way that he blinks, and it, there's nothing wrong with it. But I see it. In the Will Wheaton Project slow mo, <laughs> every time I yes. see him do it, it I only go, oh, adds oh, to him man. looking like high. Yeah, it yeah. does. It's awesome. Those are great. Yep, it's the same <laughs> concept. It's beautiful. Yeah. But anyway, back to Guardians. Guardians, since we're avoiding the question, apparently. Yeah, yeah. It's no, I really enjoyed it. In fact, um, I would love to see more of this and. It inspired me to the point, like, I've seen lots of comic book movies, and as a kid, I never had a lot of comics because I spent my money on candy, (laughs) says a diabetic. Uh, So, um, but Guardians, like, inspired me to the point where, like, oh, maybe I would like to, like, pick up a graphic novel of that or something. Sure, yeah. Because it's so, like, uh, tongue-in-cheek, kind of funny, entertaining. Like, you know, the... The sort of like the reason why I think the world loves uh, Spider-Man is because, you know, he's always like quick-witted and making jokes as yeah. he's in these serious yeah. situations, which is, you know, fodder for any like uh, summer blockbuster. But the these guys just do it well because they're, they're the guardians of the galaxy, not by choice. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so it's kind of fun that they, you know they barely bond over what they're doing. It was very like, I, I don't know the actor who plays like the Drax, the destroyer, but, um, he was hilarious. Like <laughs> I, I'm always curious from the previews cause he's just this huge muscle guy and yeah. I'm wrongly thinking or judging, which like I'm trying to be better and yeah, more open. Right. Thanks to Justin. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to judge. And, um, I just think like, Oh, he's just going to be, you know, his name's Drax destroyer. He's this big muscly guy. And he is like, uh, and I'm sure that's part of the joke and why it's so much fun, but he's sure. very well-spoken in the film. And okay. so it just, yeah. and I, maybe it's that contrast and the fact that I'm a jerk and think he shouldn't be, but, but yeah, he's like hilarious. And so like, just, they're very good characters. And, uh, the only thing, so yes, I enjoyed the film and I would <laughs> recommend it. The, uh, 
only thing that uh, bothered me about some of the characters, like I do believe Rocket was sort of one dimensional, but he sort of goes through a lot. So maybe not. I don't know. I, he bothered me because he was always quick to get angry, but okay. that's probably part of the character. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, the only thing, like part of me was, um, I was trying to quell part of myself from being a jerk, but uh, uh, Chris Pratt, the main kind of yep. character, uh, plays Peter Quill, and he gets like abducted um or he he he's like from earth okay which i mean i think that's pretty apparent from the previews so i don't i'm not being too spoily but he leaves earth at a certain um period in time according to the movie like they show the date okay that he leaves earth and so when he makes a lot of like jokes and callbacks to like pop culture like part of my brain was like is he still around then? You know, like, yeah, right. Like, yeah. I was like, did he just make a Snoop Dogg joke? Because I'm pretty sure he left the planet before Snoop. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. And there's there's nowhere that says like he doesn't communicate with Earth. So I'm just being right. a jerk, right? But yeah. I, I kind of had to wonder at some of that stuff just uh, because uh, you know you got to look for things when you're having a good time. <laughs> yes. so so I, I do i do yes i did enjoy the film and so i'm just like stretching when i'm thinking of those things because yeah i was trying to do the math because they said when he left earth and then they said you know like 16 years later and i was like so that means that's this year like i'm counting the years in my head and i'm like <laughs> we don't have this kind of technology yet but you know it's a, a different universe but sure yeah <laughs> so i'm like really that's yeah but <clears throat> That's the 41-year-old man watching the film. <laughs> I don't understand what these kids like these days. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I don't even know any of these songs that Weird Al is parodying anymore. Right. <laughs> so difficult. And then when I hear like Weird Al's version, then like someone's like, well, you have to listen to the original. I'm like, sure. Right. Yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how how did this royal song get to be so popular? It doesn't even feel like yeah. there's a tune here. I'm with you <laughs> on that. Yeah. Yeah, we were listening to, we had been, for a while, we had been listening to some of the top 40 just as something to listen to in the car. And uh, that song was on the radio a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing like <laughs> people talking about that artist and the name of the song or but i think like because i am engrossed in the internet cultures uh <laughs> like a lot of people were like you know doing that on ukulele and all these parodies like of oh, their, sure. their own yeah. so right. i'm like i don't even know the original song because i'm old person and i don't listen to top 40 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that uh and then when i finally heard it i was like you can stop playing at any time yeah yeah so my uh, that's the other thing is uh, I mean when I was a young kid listening to to Weird Al, um, aside from like the obvious big um, parodies of like Michael Jackson that he would do, um, there were a bunch of other songs on the album, and all of them were songs that at one time or another were popular. But he would also pluck a lot of songs from other 
um, places, or sometimes he would take like uh, the the one that I had had uh, Bohemian polka on it. Yes, which was Bohemian Rhapsody, but to the beat of a polka, um, which is hilarious. I mean, <laughs> the whole tape is hilarious, and it, 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 it's kind of gratifying to me to see Weird Al become popular all of a sudden again, because I think he is that that form of parody. I think is is a real talent that I think for a long a long time people just kind of dismissed him as, oh, he's just we- saying weird stuff to people's good music, and he's just hijacking their song. And I think it's. With the rise of things like The Daily Show and um, yes. and other forms of like parodying our media, people have learned that there's more wit and sarcasm and humor of all different kinds in that parody that we didn't write. We didn't used to have an appreciation for as a culture. Yeah, he, um, my one of my good friends, Wook, uh, who I saw Guardians of the Galaxy with, he's. He's a musician, and he used to actually do a couple of parody songs that he wrote himself, um, or not even parody songs. Like it was his music, but he just sang silly songs. Like yeah, know, sure. How much he yeah. loves you. He's gonna jump in a you know, <laughs> pool full yeah. of razor blades. That kind of thing. It's like <laughs> so, but he stopped doing it. And I always loved Weird Al, and he. I think what happened to him is, you know, people sort of got to know like these funny songs that Wook did and it was like because they were funny songs and not because like maybe they thought he was a good musician or right, a, sure. a good yeah. singer. And so I think he then he sort of shied away from a lot of parody stuff that was funny and um but yet he loved Bare Naked Ladies weird. Uh <laughs> so anyway, he was into that kind of stuff. And um, and he just said, like I said, did you see any of those new Weird Al things? And he's like, he's so smart. He's like intelligent, <laughs> funny, like the stuff yeah. that he can put together. He's like, I never respected that before. But, yeah, you know, the music is like, a, I mean, obviously the fact that he can like pretty much copy any of those genres pretty seamlessly Yes. You know, because he yes. used to tour like crazy, too. So it's yep. not like it's just all studio work. All right. And so there, that takes some talent. And then the fact that, like, he can just, you know, string together all of these, like, corporate lingo things <laughs> into, yes. like, a song is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely a crazy, talented guy. Yep. And UHF is a great movie. It's an you awesome see film. It. Yes. You'd see it again if you if you haven't already. Yeah, and have a drink from the fire hose. Does Luna have a comment about? Yeah, Michael? he says Weird Al is uh, one of only three artists slash musicians to have at least one song in the top forty in each decade from the eighties to the two thousands, uh, and the other two artists are Madonna and Michael Jackson. Wow, which puts him in a pretty elite crowd, I would say. Yes, I agree. And they all have long hair. Yes, they all have long hair, so that's a secret. That's a secret. Yeah. Secret. They all uh, are white. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. Terrible. That's terrible. Terrible. (laughs) I'm sorry, that was the obvious joke. It's okay. It happens when you get old. It, it does. It happens when you get old. 
It's such a it's such an easy trope joke, the Michael Jackson is white joke, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry <laughs> for making the easy joke. Would you like to moonwalk out of that joke? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thanks for making my joke sound better, Mr. Pun. That's uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Out of respect for Michael Jackson, Paul refuses to do an impression of him. <laughs> yes. He's just going to go back to Al Pacino. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> just beat it. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> uh, funny joke, Paul. <laughs> funny guy. <laughs> Rolling Stone has a good bio on him in a recent issue. A good bio on Weird Al or a good bio on Michael Jackson? I'm going to go Weird Al for the... Probably Weird for Al. For 200. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One of those promotional His Albums Coming Out articles. Yes. Yeah. Which reminds me, I think <laughs> I recently posted on the Montreal Sauce... Uh, Twitter feed, which you should probably subscribe to besides me and Paul. And uh, <laughs> I recently posted that if you're not going to listen to our show, by all means, don't. But uh, I would like it. Um, yeah. Please. Uh, I'm not wearing pants. Uh, so <laughs> Use code Montreal Sauce at Squarespace.com. <laughs> but uh, you should listen to long-form podcasts in general because – or a long interview because they're amazing. And maybe that was what I talked about because we did talk a little bit about the nerdist. Yeah. Yeah. But like they just, he like sits down and talks to someone for as long as they're available. It's not like a good 15 minutes, like on Leno or whoever. Right. Letterman. Right. Where like, they're just plugging something. So you yeah. actually get to know someone. And I listened to the John Favreau show. <laughs> and uh he talked about Iron Man a little bit but he was he was sort of there to promote or Chris Hardwick was asking him a lot of questions about Chef like a movie okay. that just recently came out of his Yep. And I still haven't seen it but I've heard it's really good and uh Favreau was really great cuz he wasn't really pulling punches. He wasn't like mad about it either. Like he wants to make money mm -hmm. and do the stuff for Marvel. And make money so that he can then make the movies he wants to make. Yeah, sure. And he just came out and said that. And then he said, you know, he's like, honestly, it's harder and harder to do the Hollywood films because there's such a global market now. So he's like, we're doing all these sort of like in jokes for, you know, so that the Germans can get a laugh out of this. But then it's lost in the American audience. Or he's like, we're shooting completely different scenes and making completely different versions. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, and then he's like on the extreme, which I've totally noticed in the last year or so, is like you get these movies that are like, I think he uses Transformers as the example where it's 
you know, we make fun of the Michael Bay explosion format, but that translates to every audience. Right. Like, we don't yeah. need this, like, father-son, like, tearjerker stuff because yeah. some some people might not under... Some cultures might not get that because... Right, right. <laughs> and so what we're going to do is just show more action and explosions. And he's like, so it's really hard to make, like, a good movie in the Hollywood system right now. And I was like, wow, that is so true. Like, a yeah. lot of the stuff you see coming out, like... You ask someone how was it, and they're like, "Yeah, it was good." Like, there's no like, right? There's no yeah. Star Wars, or I hate to say it because, but I'm just in the minority. But there's no more like avatars, like that. People are like, "I want to yeah. see like yeah. more of this." It's just like, yeah, it was a cool movie. Yeah, there. I think uh, I think we as Americans see that effect with um, with when we watch uh, well foreign foreign films of any kind really but i think probably the most prevalent um in this sort of geek culture is anime so you watch if you watch a decent amount of anime um a lot of people who are really into it will say okay well the best thing that you should watch is probably the original japanese and then watch it with subtitles because you're going to get like a, tr- a closer to right. a truer translation uh, whereas if you watch like the english dub they have to do a lot of changes to the dialogue just to make it like fit what they're uh, not necessarily even the mouth movements, but just for timing, they have to make it fit and they, they will um, move things around. But then the other part of it is that that anime comes from a Japanese perspective uh, or an Asian perspective, depending on, you know, kind of where it's coming from. And so there's a lot of cultural references that are kind of built into that uh, in terms of uh, both, uh, the prevalent religions, but also the prevalent philosophies, um, and then the internal kind of cultural references and in jokes that just don't they they right. don't have a translation into into English, and so sometimes they'll try to like like you say they'll try to adapt that for the for the English speaking market for, or for the American market, and then probably also different versions for like. Uh, British and European audiences um, where they'll try to like take those cultural references and find equivalents that are similar cultural references, but then they'll just have to drop others. Cause it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's, um, uh, you know, before strangely, uh, before Marvel <laughs> became sort of like the it girl in Hollywood um, in the two thousands, like, regardless of your age, you were watching the Disney films, right? Like Little Mermaid. Right. They just smashed all of them out the park. And uh, I remember when Aladdin came out. I mean, I'm a huge Robin Williams fan. Yeah. But when I watched that movie, I was like, this isn't Disney. Like, this is not... Because you let you let Robin Williams out of his cage, which is the only yeah, time that right. Robin Williams is good. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, when you put him in a drama, the man can act. Yeah. But yep. um, he has range. But if you want him in a humorous movie, you have to let the man improv. <laughs> right. <clears throat> right. And so they did. But then, like, when you watch, I'm sure even now, like, some of those references are gone. And in 10 yes. years, when yeah. he's, like, right. in Genie and he changes into Arnold Schwarzenegger, no one's going to know who that is, you know? <laughs> yeah. He had so many cultural references, and I was like, wow, like, this one isn't going to have, like, the staying power of friggin' Bambi. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. like, a similar thing of, like, what you're saying about anime, you know, like... Right, yeah. Sometimes that stuff doesn't translate or what, play to, like, certain audiences and... Yeah. Yeah. 
that's like kind of my example of one that's newer and it's not going to last, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're just automatically dating it as well. Like when you're making those kind of references. It's one thing. I mean, we all like to watch, like if you watch, (laughs) James would want me to watch Hackers or uh, Sneakers. Yes. And and you see the, you know. Sneakers, yeah. Yeah. Um, And in, in both of those movies or War Games, in all of those movies where you see like. Whopper. Either. Old computers of the time of the era, or you see what the filmmakers thought computers were going to become eventually. In that, like, and in both cases, you get kind of uh, you have either a nostalgic or a humorous like view of how those things work. But then there's the there's also the example of Jurassic Park, where a lot of people actually saw Jurassic Park and they saw like the scene where. The girl's like, it's a Unix system, and she's like navigating this 3D file system, and they think – a lot of people think, oh, computers don't work that way. That's just weird <laughs> and silly. And as it turned out, that was actually a real operating system that was in use or that was built at the time, I think, by Sun Microsystems, so it, and it actually was a Unix system. It was a real thing. Um, so it's funny uh, how you get that complete disconnect and you date – you a you date the movie by creating some kind of a reference there. Um, the technology that's involved, you know, the giant cell phone that uh, Michael Douglas has, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that immediately puts the the movie in some kind of a context. But then separately from that, like you're saying, making these cultural jokes and cultural references that, yeah, in ten years. I mean, I'm sure people will know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is, but will they be watching those? movies and, or, or will they and get the like, reference yeah like, we'll they'll all recognize back, actually him, mean but anything to yeah them, you know yeah yeah you you make yeah that's like it's it's like a, a thin line to ride and i think that's one of the things that got me from guardian is galaxy is that he's making all these references and i'm in my head going would he know <laughs> about that but again it's a bunch of references so it's tough to say like will that joke have the same impact later on yeah you know? yeah so right you're almost safer to play like the old jokes which is what you know at least television writers have been doing for years and years and years you know like right yeah i, I just saw something recently where someone um what was the joke i someone did like a joke like on a tv show uh, like a newscast or something, and it was like a really old joke. And I was like, "Oh, that's an old- oh wow!" Like I probably got that, but probably no one under thirty got that joke, right? <laughs> like because you know, like he, maybe he made a joke about rotary phones or something. But you know, like <laughs> right. I was like, okay. you hate those people that have a zero in their number. You just don't even call them. <laughs> click 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 click. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got carpal tunnel from using my phone. <laughs> yes. I forget who I stole that joke from, but I totally stole that rotary phone joke. Sweet. Yeah. Good job. Totally. So uh, you just made me think, um, I, for whatever reason, when you did your anime example, um, I strangely got obsessed with a film. Uh, I don't even remember how I ran into it, but then... Um, it ended, and then I was like, "Wait, no, 
there's obviously got to be a part two. And because it was <laughs> like a Japanese or an, an Asian film, um, I never like there was no promotion for like the movie, like saying, oh, this is when it's coming out. Like I had to seek it out because sure, I'm not yeah. part of the audience. <laughs> anyway, it's based on like a manga, I think. And I think I tried to read like one of the mangas online and I was like, oh, it just doesn't seem as cool as the film did. But it's <laughs> it, you should check it out. Anyone that's interested, it's a live action film and I believe it's called The Gans. Uh, G-A-N-Z. There might be a T. Okay. It might be T-Z. But it's really weird because, like, one day this kid, like, he tries to save someone who's fallen in front of a subway train. Okay. And um, he imagine he manages to get, like, this kid out of the lane of the subway train, and as he's crawling up, he gets hit. And he wakes up in a room... And it's just like a like random like uh, studio apartment somewhere, completely devoid of everything, except for like three other people in the room and this giant metal black ball with a ticking clock on it. <laughs> and so these people are, for whatever reason, like reincarnated in this room, and then this ball, which they eventually calls itself, or they call it Gantz on the screen. Okay. Um, It'll say, this is your goal. And then on the side of it will open, and there'll be a couple of guns there. And you take it, and then the ball transforms them, or uh, transports them to somewhere else with their guns, and they have to hunt an alien. And it's kind of like, it's in our world, our time, so it's not like aliens exist. So this is like a big shocker to them, too. What do you mean, alien? And so they have to hunt this alien, and if they destroy it, they earn points. And they can, like, either, like, after so many points, they can get their freedom. Or there's this, like, all this weird stuff. And eventually, like, when they complete their mission and they come back to the room, eventually Gantz will send them back to their life. But they'll just be walking around, and then all of a sudden, boom, they'll be in the room again, and they have to go do this again. Weird. It, It was really bizarre, but it was, like... Really, it just made me like, what the heck is going on? Like, <laughs> it sounds kind of stupid, but it was actually quite entertaining. And then, like I said, the movie ended with like some big climatic battle, and I was like, but that didn't answer any questions. And sure enough, there's a Gans too, and it came out eventually. But and I watched it, and of course, no one likes sequel, so <laughs> <laughs> it didn't end like I wanted it to. But yeah, it was kind of, and it was. It was a good action movie because it was there was some humor to it. Like the aliens were typical, like um, Japanese anime kind of like sure weird, funny. Like like eventually they have to hunt down like a robot, and he's like talking like a cool guy. Like, what are you doing to me, man? Like you know. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it was entertaining. Cool. And as you were talking about uh, translations to. I do remember, like, I've seen, like, a few Jet Li movies where they were English dubbed. Yeah. And they were totally different than when I saw it with, like, the translations. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, I'm sure there's many of them, but there's at least one where he's, like, in a dojo and they have, like, all of their sort of, like, commandments, like, in yeah. calligraphy yeah. on the wall. Right. And the bad guy, like, pulls one down and he smashes it with his hand and... <laughs> You know, like in the English, like dub, he's like, 
I hate your stupid picture. And he punches it, you know, and in the <laughs> Japanese version, like, you know, there's the translation, like this means like peace or something like sure. that. That's a totally different meaning. Uh, you know? Yes, like, exactly. Right. But there used to be, I, I think someone told me it was Captain USA, but I don't totally believe that. But there used to be a show late at night when I was younger where they would overdub Japanese or Asian films with whatever they wanted. <laughs> so it was a little bit f- more fun than Mystery Science Theater, pre-Mystery Science Theater. So, yeah, right. But they would like basically rewrite the film. Okay. <laughs> and then have like these crazy characters and just like a completely different plot. And, you know, but they just show the film like from beginning to end, you know, it's yeah. just like... So it was kind of fun because of those reasons where like, you know, there would be like a shot because there was obviously some tension building for Kung Fu or whatever, yeah. or someone's feet like changing position and then the cut to the other guy and he's just like, oh, I really hate your shoes. I'm going to have to fight you now. You know, <laughs> just, yeah. it was like overdubbed by children and that's why I enjoyed it. But yeah, but yeah I always like, oh, oh, why doesn't anyone do that again? I think it'd probably be. Hard to get the rights these days because there's Could so be. much media everywhere. Yeah. And slightly offensive. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I say like all of this, like it's like some sort of like revolutionally cool thing. But truth be told, that's how the Power Rangers probably got started. So yeah, exactly. It's all overdubbed like other yeah. show. So yeah. Three scenes with real, with real, American. with American actors, uh, speaking English and not overdubbing anything and then everything else just pre yeah. pre-made. So crazy. Like when you change into your uniform, you're like three feet taller. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How does that work? And you have breasts? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't remember what movie this is, but there was a Jackie Chan movie that I remember seeing as a kid. And it, even at that time, it was kind of later in Jackie Chan's career, but, um, it was one that they knew that they were going to release simultaneously in uh, in the um, Japanese market as well as in the American market. And you could just tell there were like probably five scenes in the whole movie where they were more or less expositional scenes and they're kind of t- talking about what's going on. And they actually filmed those scenes twice, once in... Um, Japanese and once in English. But the weird thing is they were speaking English and yet they were doing like an ADR, like a, but a, almost a poor ADR. Like you, like it felt like you were watching a dub and, but yet you're like, no, that Jackie Chan's mouth is lining up with what he's saying. It's just not lining up very well. It's almost like you feel like there's an audio problem, but there's not because it is timed right very it was very weird that's yeah <laughs> i don't remember either what jackie chan film it was but you know they always like to show a lot of the bloopers yeah and his films at the end and i i'll just like i was kind of late to the jackie chan thing like you know he he kind of like took off like you know and then like mtv movie awards when they were sort of in their infancy, like they gave him like a lifetime award. And yes. So yeah. in that period when he got that, he kind of took off again. Yep. Um, a resurgence of him. And at that time, like then I went back and watched some of the old ones and there's just like a film where he's like doing all these stunts 
and they show beforehand that his foot is in a cast and they painted it to look like his tennis shoe and he just kept <laughs> doing these stunts and then yeah. it was like oh wow now that like they've shown that blooper like in the rest of the movie you can be like oh yeah that's not like sort of perspective thing that shoe is much bigger than the other one right. <laughs> yeah but he's just moving so fast yes exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Speaking- legend of drunken master <laughs> <laughs> was that it i don't know I just- I don't know, but that is one where I can remember them doing a lot of bloopers, uh, bloopers at the end. Yeah, during the cr- the credits are rolling and they do a bunch of those. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yes, we should uh, call it quits. I think. Yeah, we should probably wrap this up. Word. He says, uh, or he's out of the out now but he says wow all this live and irc web client works on ios yay the irc web client works on ios i guess oh and he's listening live on ios as well yeah it sounds like he was listening live on ios as well so nice very nice well done (laughs) good testing (laughs) we've been beta testing the podcast for 23 episodes now (laughs) it's good to know that we're ready to release yeah, right. <laughs> That's the I Like Juice show, actually. Yeah, yeah, that was the beta. That was the beta run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it, it was like, yeah, someday we'll finish editing those. Right, exactly. I th- I still think I probably have two in my yeah. iTunes library somewhere that I've synced from, from one of the iPods, because I used to do that, record them on the iPod thing. Right. Um, I still think I probably have two that I that haven't been released. But if I went back and listened to them, I would have no idea without re-listening to the others that did get released if the one that I was listening to had not been released. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. I understand. <clears throat> well, uh, thanks for listening live and chatting live. Yeah, Luna. no kidding. And thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks to everyone else. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, I am uh, at Paul D on Twitter and uh, app.net if anybody still goes there and uh, cupcake.io. Yes, and I am at Sick Days, S I K K D A Y S, on uh, the Twitters and uh, what he said. <laughs> and all those other places. Hopefully. All those other places. And I'm in Michigan. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Yes, this will be. Uh, the most well-timed of all of the podcasts, probably, because it doesn't have the extra little, just a little bit of Skype delay. But Yeah, and we'll uh, sound really sweet. And we'll sound awesome, yeah. <laughs> so. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for thanks, listening, Chris. everybody. Yep. See ya. Bye.